0: Log Talk Radio. This has really been a weird and surreal week So, And plus uh, we couldn't come up with a topic So there's enough What the fuck is going on out there To really
1: <laughs>
0: do this real quick Like uh, the Republicans worshiping a gold statue Of Donald Trump in boxer shorts
2: Yeah, yeah and how, you know, yeah,
0: nothing to... I'm gonna ask you this nate and I'll let you go. Nate, how does this feel as a comedian when the real world does stuff better than any material that you can fucking write?
2: Yeah, well, um the funny thing about it is in 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 these like now that we're transitioning back into a more grounded reality, these these things seem even more ridiculous than they did before. But, uh, yeah, there, there's, there's definitely a, a disparity between what I could ever write as a comedian and what happens uh, in some realistic instances. And this is perfect. As someone who was raised Catholic, I can tell you, um, as, and the Republicans claiming to be the party of Christianity um, I'm pretty sure there's something in the Bible that explicitly says, do not worship golden idols. I'm pretty sure there's something about that. And if there was a Third Testament, I'm sure it would say something about not worshiping golden idols in boxer shorts. Also, he was wearing sandals. Did you notice that?
3: Oh, my God, no. What the fuck? <laughs> I
0: mean, it would be weird enough if it was a a legit gold statue. I would be thinking this is them worshiping him. But boxer shorts and sandals. That's like something that someone that hates somebody would put someone in.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, that – yeah, that was absolute nonsense. But I expect nothing less anymore from Trump supporters. I mean – I, it, it, it's all just gone, it's gone south. Um, And it's been, this isn't new information. I mean, you know, I don't want to get too political, but I've, I've been a lifelong Democrat myself and I've, I rarely support anything that the Republicans do, but
1: I mean, they have
2: gone off the rails these last four years. Trump was the candidate that they've been waiting for their, their entire lives just some unhinged maniac that they could just get behind and, you know, and he would just rile up the base and get people. I mean, you know, we see all this crap about the insurgency at the Capitol and, and all this stuff, like, you know, even at the, even at the lowest of the low, like I have very little respect for, uh, you know, George Jr. When he was president, I despised every minute of his presidency, but, Now looking back on it, I'm like, you know, he wasn't that bad, and that's that. That's a sad state of affairs when you look back on who you previously thought was the worst president ever, and miles, you know, far and away, you find someone who you're just like, nope, no, this guy was way worse. Yeah. Yeah.
0: When you look at a person who is suffering through the last four years of his presidency. Senile, Reagan, and you're like, he was more sane than than the person we're in. Just weird shit. I mean, I, I expected this to blow over, like, usually when we get rid of the asshole. Yeah. That's what used to happen. Well, you would get these crazy motherfuckers, yeah. They come out and start talking shit, like Don Imus. Or them on the radio They'd stay outrageous shit And people would love to listen to it For a while yeah. Their fans would either grow up Or get tired of it Or the station would get tired of the shit Then he was gone And he <clears throat> was a memory Like look how quickly uh, Robert uh, Morton Downey Jr. Fell off the map
1: <clears throat>
2: Right uh, But you know it's like Morton Downey Jr. paved the way for characters like Jerry Springer, and and uh, you know now we've got Steve Wilkos, which is obviously an offset of uh, you know uh, Jerry Springer. But um, I, I think back even further than that when it comes to political discourse in the media. Like I used to do, I used to I used to be a delivery driver for a pharmaceutical company. So it wasn't like mm-hmm. delivering pizza. You didn't go back and forth to the to the store constantly. You took a big, giant basket of pharmaceuticals out on the road with you, and you just drove for miles and miles, for hours and hours, just dropping them off the homes of people who were uh, disabled or elderly and didn't have access to any other way to get their medication. And I used to listen to Hannity and Combs back then. Uh, and back then... Sean Hannity was – he was still kind of, you know, like a right, right-wing right pundit, but that was the whole point of the show, Hannity and Combs, because Combs was the left-wing guy, and they would have measured discussions about political issues. And now you see Hannity on TV, and he's just freaking the fuck out about, you know – he might as well be Alex Jones at this point, you know. Uh, gay frogs yeah, at that you know.
3: Yeah,
0: that's yeah. the problem. The audience is, ex- it's not like the best way to compare it is uh, Sam Kennison when he was giving his interviews towards the end, right? Yeah. He said the problem was he, every time that you do something outrageous, the audience would expect you to top yourself more, more. But he said one joke, and I ain't going to mention it on here just because out of context it would be too much he said after you do that kind of joke what do you do next
2: right and yeah. this is a once you go to 11 you know, how are you going to go any higher but these ones go to 11 speaking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, of which uh, this is a side note, but have you noticed that uh, this is a funny thing? If you go, uh, if you buy a copy of uh, of Spinal Tap, uh, I can't. I think it's on Amazon. But if you buy a copy of Spinal Tap and you and you go to rate it, um, it's the it's it's the only DVD uh, on on there that you can actually give eleven stars to. Every <laughs> it's yeah. just some random little some random little in-joke that they put in there, but I thought that was pretty funny. Um,
3: yeah. But, no. But...
2: Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, T- Tucker Carlson is another one who's just out of his mind, man. And, like, uh, you know, like I said before, we can we can joke about Alex Jones with his, uh, you know, gay frogs and, and all that stuff, uh, which actually yeah. makes me sad. Because when I was in high school, uh, college rather, when I was in college uh, and Alex Jones just had a little, a a small fan base and he was still down in Texas, I used to listen to his show all the time. And as someone who really loves conspiracy theories and uh, cryptozoology, you know, Bigfoot UFO, Loch Ness Monster, you know. I really liked Alex Jones back then. I thought he was a really cool guy, but somewhere along the lines, man, I I don't know. He he did too much LSD or something because he is just out of his mind now. Uh, Well, at least his
0: name he's got Art Bell. That's a perfect example of that. That's not political. When he started out, he was definitely into the UFOlogy, cryptozoology, uh, and All that, you know, alternative science that popped up in the 70s. And his show was interesting to listen to.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: But then he started letting every crackpot nut that had a conspiracy or UFO theory on his show. And his shows just got to be batshit insane until the point where, how long was it he vanished for? About half a year and then came back and said that aliens had kidnapped him. <laughs>
2: yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then they were like, yeah. And then they got George Norrie, and they were like, uh, George, uh, we really need you to take over here, because Art's not doing so well. <laughs> but, yeah. And
0: Art was still but, on the it's just that he would uh, do pre- what we're doing pre-internet, which would be getting a ham radio and just broadcasting his stuff and his fans would spread the tapes.
3: Yeah. Right.
0: Aren't Bell the first one to spread that lizard people jazz?
2: I'm not sure if he was the first one, but he definitely spread, he definitely spread the word about the whole lizard people thing, which.
3: Yeah. I.
2: That's one. I still don't understand. Like, there are a lot of weird conspiracy theories that I believe, or at least I've said this many times before. Um, I do want to believe in UFOs. I do want to believe in Bigfoot. I do want to believe in the Loch Ness monster. But until I see it with my own eyes, I'm not going to believe any of that stuff, you know. And until some hard evidence comes out that, you know, about the JFK conspiracy or Any of that stuff, who killed Marilyn Monroe, all of these various things that bounce around in my head, until I see some concrete proof, I'm not just going to, you know, run out in the streets and start screaming about gay frogs killed Marilyn Monroe using uh, JFK's head as a bullet or whatever, you know what I mean. Yeah,
0: there is a thin (laughs) line between a solid conspiracy, a Solid conspiracy theory, and fucking with your stone friends on a Saturday night, just seeing what kind of crazy <laughs> bullshit you can make them believe,
3: <laughs>
2: right? <laughs> right? Yeah. And and I'm your I'm your crazy stone friend on a Wednesday night, and you know you're not going to be able to convince me of anything that I don't already necessarily believe or disbelieve. Yeah, I mean. But- yeah, but
0: then I'm talking about the ones that would be like taking LSD and smoking weed at the same time, and they'd be like,
3: you know, what if the <laughs>
0: aliens gave us pot to make us better people, but it was the oh. hey, people, it was the devil who wants us to be worse people, so he put the anti-drug people on here, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, what?
3: Uh, Just shush and go with it. It's going to be fun. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: so I, really, not, told it's you sad that. we see. What? Go ahead. No, 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 say what you were going to say.
0: It's sad seeing someone like Art Bell or someone who was serious about their craft just go off the deep end and then see how many people are so willing to follow them.
2: Right? Well,. <sighs> To bring it back around to politics for a minute, look at Rudy Giuliani. Remember after 9-11, he was like the people's mayor. Like he was the hero of New York City. Everybody loved Rudy Rudy Giuliani after 9-11. And now here we are all these years later, and everyone's like, all right, Grandpa, it's time to go to the nursing home now. We're all all done with you. You've lost your freaking mind like – I think this this kind of leans into um like a like a societal contract that we should all have with our celebrities and this isn't specific to politicians but you know we we invest in celebrities for a certain amount of time and then I think when when the attention starts to die away some of these celebrities who can't handle Uh, the rejection quote unquote rejection of society act in more irrational ways to get more attention but in the case of someone like Giuliani for instance as he's the one that I mentioned initially uh, I really think that he's just kind of losing his mind he's he's getting older um, he's been a busy man for much of his life but I really think he's kind of starting to lose it and he really needs to just Sit back and relax now, you know? Like, he's in well, no position pissed to... Off that he
0: fucked things up so bad after 9-11 that he didn't get the presidential push that he was basically wanking like, it, like he did in the Borat 2 scene. Because everyone was like, Giuliani, <laughs> the hero of New York, we're going to run him for president.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: and then shit Speaking came of- out, and then it didn't happen.
2: Speaking of Borat Two, I thought it was very interesting that uh, that uh, Borat Two, uh, Sasha Baron uh, Baron Cohen and uh, and the movie itself both won Golden Globes. That that was that was kind of uh, shocking to me. Not that I didn't find the film enjoyable, but uh, it, it's yeah. very rare. It, it's very rare for a, a kind of like a Danger goofy. Yeah. Yeah, kinda like a goofy, dangerous comedy like that to win awards. So I, I thought it was I thought it was interesting. Uh it was cool. Yeah, especially uh, as safe
0: as it was. And I wanna say this, you know, everyone's applauding. Oh, it's so great. She's the first black woman to win best actress in the golden globes in years. I mean, I'm saying it over. There. I don't think that we should feel Good for her. This is the same award that Pia Zadora won for the lonely woman.
3: <laughs> right? <laughs> oh. uh,
0: you know at the end of the day, you think Quentin feels like, damn it, I haven't won Best Director or You
1: mean
0: I'm ba- you mean that I get to sit at the table with Alfred Hitchcock, uh Leone, uh, uh Kurosawa? Uh, Fellini? Rather than Kevin Costner, Robert Radford, and that goofball who directed Crash.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: I know what Cable, I'd rather say that. Just. <laughs> <Hey>. Right? <laughs> <laughs>
3: you.
2: You mentioned that uh, about Quentin Tarantino, and you know I'm a big fan. Um, I I have a feeling that they're going to do to Quentin Tarantino the same thing that they did to Scorsese. They're going to wait until the end of his career and either give him – they're either going to toss him a Best Director Oscar for a film that didn't really deserve it, or they're going to just give him a Lifetime Achievement Award after he's retired from filmmaking. That those are my two theories about what's going to happen to Tarantino. Because yeah. you know, but speaking
0: yeah. of Tarantino, whenever I see that, like you said, you know, like Art Bell, we talked about that. We see them that they was loud. The time I see someone who had it going on just lose it like that, I keep thinking of that scene in Jackie Brown where uh, Robert De Niro gets shot.
3: Yeah. Right.
0: What happened to you, man? You used to be so cool. You used to have our <laughs> shit
3: together. Right? A of, you know? Right? Yeah. yeah.
2: That's funny. I almost watched Jackie Brown again the other day, but I've actually been trying to watch some movies I haven't seen before, which, uh, I mean, of course, as film fanatics you and i are always looking for films we haven't seen before but like comfort mm-hmm. food like right now as we're talking i'm watching uh John Carpenter's original Halloween uh in the tv over my shoulder uh so i mean i'm not really watching it but it's on i you know comfort food you know yeah. so but uh i have I really been I haven't I have been trying to watch some movies I haven't seen before. Uh, have you seen anything new recently that's interested you? Uh,
0: let's see. Anything new? Yeah, I'll watch the, the, I'll watch the nuts. Let's see. No, but I did see a new cut. Cut. Uh I do, I did see two things. I checked them out. Shutter has one is a nice configuration, and guess what? It's a completely different fucking print than I've seen before, which makes this the uh, this fucking variant. I fucking see that movie.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny. You should say that because I actually was flipping through Shutter the other day and. I saw the ninth configuration was on there, but I didn't even pause because I was like, yep, yeah, seen it, don't care. But you're saying it's a completely different cut
0: on there? Yeah, it's got, you know, it's got different shit in different places. Like at the very first, uh, when uh, right after a Cut show goes, someone's coming. It shows a little bit of them goofing off, and then all of a sudden, somebody from inside the castle screams, When is he coming?
3: <laughs>
2: All right, you know so so it's not just uh it's not just a remix. they actually put new scenes in it or deleted scenes like yeah. so so it's an extended yes. version
0: it, it's a different oh. cut there's five different cuts for some reason. Vladdy loved to tinker with this movie.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Directors love to do that. I mean, it's a it's a known fact that uh, Kubrick obviously tinkered with his films endlessly. But the one uh, the one that I think was probably most noticeable to uh, his fans was that, according to legend, when the The Shining was originally released in theaters, it had the tacked-on ending uh, that showed what happened to, uh, you know, Shelley Duvall and Danny at the end of the film, but they cut well, that, that off and just went... Like, on the
0: first weekend, it's like, it went out on Friday, and then all of a sudden, Cooper's like, I don't like that scene, cut it out.
2: Yeah, right, exactly, Yeah,
0: yeah. And I don't like the shiny as a movie, but that fade-out with the picture...
3: That's perfect.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I have a love hate relationship with Kubrick. Like I think he has a, like he has a beautiful style when it comes to visuals. Um, All of his films are visually stunning. Going all the way back to his earliest films, they're all visually stunning, but he has a real problem with pacing, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I understand that he has a different sense of patience you know, everyone does, you know, Mm -hmm. some people are really patient with things. Other people are kind of, you know, um, just ramped up all the time. I'm a pretty Mm -hmm. laid back person. You know, I'm lazy. I smoke pot. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty laid back, but I blame, I blame Kubrick for the fact that whenever I'm flipping through, uh, Netflix or Amazon or whatever, uh, and I see a movie that's more than two hours long, I'm just like, nah. <laughs> eh.
0: Unless someone else directed it, but let's not get in. it. Oh, man, there's a holy shit in a that ah, fuck. Oh, I don't want it this month, which is holy shit, Ken Russell's The Devils is on.
2: Yeah. But is it the but, version of the devils? I was I was gonna say, is it the version of the devils you've always wanted?
0: No, I got that on Blu-ray. We don't um, bootleg Blu-ray <laughs> of the 111-minute cut.
3: <sighs>
0: but this is the 109-minute cut. that's missing only one scene that that exists. And that's the Ripe of Christ scene. And even worse, yeah. imagine you're going to watch something like The Devil. Have you ever seen it? What?
2: Have I ever seen The Devil? Yeah, the full that... version? Yeah, yeah, I've seen the full oh, version Andy,
0: before. But... Yeah. Imagine those beautiful, gorgeous, very German sets and Ken Russell visuals in window box.
2: <laughs> oh. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm talking very small. It just dominates the middle of the screen window box. It's like they squished it as far as they can. It's like we're squishing other inches fuck you to all the people that want to
2: watch this movie that we're embarrassed
1: of.
2: Right. Well, that would be like you know, again talking about Tarantino. Like, that would be, like, I, I don't think I would ever want to see a version of the Hateful Eight that was window boxed. Like, what's the point of that, you know? Yeah. You know? <laughs> um.
0: I mean, I, I turned it on, and it was, like, five seconds then. Oh, my God, this looks like shit. So yeah, there <laughs> right? is a Blu-ray bootleg that is floating around that is beyond gorgeous.
2: Nice. Now, uh, can you give us a secret code word? Like, what 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 door do we have to knock on? What code word do we have to say to get our hands on one of these? Or, uh, no, you, you well, know you what? You got
0: to know uh, somebody that knows the uh, – well, back in the old days, I would just say go on the route, like, circuit to the commons or go to the flea market, and it will probably be there.
2: Yeah. I know. You and I have talked
0: about... About four or five years ago, it was the same guy I bought the Kill Bill Complete print from on Blu-ray.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You and I have talked about this all the time. Uh, we've been doing podcasts together for so many years now. We've talked about this so many times, about how cool it was to just be able to go to a convention and, you know... Some guy's got a bunch of tapes or, you know, Blu-ray, DVD, whatever. And then you're just like, yeah, but where's the good stuff? And then they pull that box out from underneath the, underneath the table. Oh, yeah, baby. You know there's going to be something good in there.
0: Yeah, like the uh, best ones that I've seen is well, Kill Bill of the Devils and the Star Wars Unspecial Edition. yeah. Nice. They took the 35mm prints of uh the original and they sweetened up what they could with the new prints. And god, they look gorgeous.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And they
0: are of the original ones that we seen back in the 80s. Yeah, I
2: have I have all 3 of the original Star Wars movies on a japanese laser disc and they are the original versions that we had back in the 80s and they look even even these laser discs from the 80s look beautiful but you know that's i mean that's the reason why you keep a laser disc player around right i mean you never know I, yeah, that's the reason
0: uh, why uh physical media won't die cuz of weird shit that either hasn't or won't get upgraded.
3: Right? Yeah.
0: I mean, no, I have. There's just so many movies that aren't on streaming that I own. I'm like, why is they on streaming? This print is fucking great.
2: I don't know. I I think a lot of I think a lot of what goes on when it comes to Uh, streaming platforms especially nowadays uh, is uh, music rights a lot of a lot of movies and tv shows you know the music rights were sold separately from the syndication rights or from the distribution rights so a lot of the movies and tv shows get lost just because they can't secure the music rights or if they are released like the wonder you know, The Wonder Years is a perfect example. Um, you know, one of the most iconic things about The Wonder Years was the Joe Cocker version of Get By With A Little Help From My Friends" as, um, as the theme song. Well, they were not able to secure the rights to that. So if you watch The Wonder Years on Hulu or Netflix, where, wherever it is, you know, whatever streaming service it's on, um, they they use a different cover version of Get by with a little help yeah, from my the
0: friend The key for that Are ones that Honestly you'd expect And that's uh, The Wonder Years And WKRP In Cincinnati Peace in Cincinnati hurts more Because the songs That they can't get the rights to put the show in on DVD were actually plot points in the show Or like great yeah. choruses
3: Right Right Yeah, Like when they get a show
0: about the Who where the people got killed at. And at the end of it, it shows like Dr. Johnny Bieber playing a Who song. And then it's... He just stands up and goes, I fucking hate that band. And actually, New
3: York's word (laughs)
0: fucking, if
3: you remember. (laughs) And then he just leaves the
0: studio with that song playing. Imagine watching it and the Who song isn't there, and it's you better, and and the song fails out. You better bet your life,
3: right? But
0: how would that work without
3: that song?
2: I haven't I haven't seen the edited version, but. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine, I can't imagine a better version of that scene, but it's crazy. Uh, it's the same thing with like, uh, let's say Beavis and Butthead. Like, um, you know, you can watch old episodes of Beavis and Butthead now, but there's no music videos in them. It's just, uh, it's just the Beavis and Butthead cartoon segments they don't sit and make fun of music videos because there is just no way that they could conceivably clear all of the licensing that they needed to put all of those uh music videos on a DVD so even on the yeah, streaming I mean, services it's fine. imagine you know, if you that, ah.
0: you go to say hey i want to get your rights for this show Mean the Shield, that says my music was shit and my music sounds like I was fucking taking a shit while I'm doing it. Uh, yeah, no.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Imagine
0: going, you know, someone's fault because you just spent three minutes crapping on their song.
3: <laughs> right? Yeah.
2: But again, it, it's such a it's a, it's such a strange dichotomy to me because um i you know it's like you 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 see something like that uh back then uh, you know i think marketing and merchandising was different back then where okay so um maybe People i'm looking, wrong
0: they but thinking about the future
2: right yeah but it's like nowadays with uh you know what you know, they, they call it Upward Synergy. Uh, it's like you can see a Chevy commercial or something with the Foo Fighters on it. And, you know, the Foo Fighters didn't say, hey, use our song for your commercial. The same company owns Chevy and Sony Records or whatever record label the Foo Fighters are. You know what I mean? Like nowadays, they don't even have to ask your permission. Like you, you sign off the rights to your stuff uh, when you sign your your uh your contract, so now all mm-hmm. of a sudden, you know, it, I see it all the time on uh NBC related shows. I notice that a lot too. Like songs will come on all of a sudden, and you're like, yeah. It, in my mind, I'm just like, well, this company must own both this record label and this TV station. You know, this uh, yeah. it, it's got to be. You know. So, but it's weird. But you know what? That's what actually I I think I think about the most when I think about that stuff is um, we take it for granted nowadays. Um, nowadays, when we uh, we're watching TV and we see a commercial and there's like a Beastie Boys song in it or something, and you're just like, uh, oh yeah, well, whatever. But imagine how our parents must have felt. The first time they were watching television and all of a sudden there was a car commercial with a Jimi Hendrix song in it. Like,
3: boom!
2: Mind blown. They, they would have been like, what the fuck is this?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah. every bit of... This goes for every generation. Gen X, this is not a disposable thing. Every bit of your youth Musically uh pop culture, everything is going to be cut up and repackaged and resold again. Yeah. Depend on your nostalgia to drag you in. It's like, oh god, they're remaking clerks. <laughs> Let's see it so I can see how much I I've never understood that model. I want to see it to see how much I hate it.
3: <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Nope.
2: No. But it, it, you're right, though. Um, I mean, and and you know, our generation uh, is 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 a lot to blame for this. I mean, Generation X. We were the ones. I mean, fucking, a man. We're the ones responsible for Hot Topic, and Hot Topic is a is a touchstone, but just just a piece of the problem but yeah our generation became so obsessed never growing up and always leaning on the things that made us feel good when we were kids that you know i mean christ man i'm almost 50 years old and i still collect action figures i mean it's and i it's not like i take them out of the package and play with them most
0: of the stuff that i and you collect is stuff that would have been so cool back then, but they didn't make it.
3: Oh,
0: <laughs> well, okay, yeah, I'll you give
2: know. you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. That's true. I but guess a lot know, of the Pop reasons why...
0: This new line called Retro, to- Retro Toy Memory, which is just our old toy does is Bunko popcorn <laughs> Yeah, you
3: know, I you know,
2: am, I
0: am. you GI Joe.
1: Transformers
2: toys. I have I have way too many uh, Funko Pops, Transformers, and uh, other toys. But
1: uh,
2: yeah, uh, my brother-in-law, he he really goes all in. He has an entire room in his house that is nothing but GI Joe, like, I, and it's all vintage GI Joe stuff. He he's. He's after the entire 1980s G.I. Joe collection and he's not going to stop until he gets it. I mean, it, in it's insane. Does he just wants to get it.
0: just says, I got it.
2: Oh, no, he's got them all. He's got all of them in box. Yeah. No oh, Lord. He, the, he, That's when they fuck it, you. Yeah. Yeah, he... No, he, he's got them all in the package still. Like, all of the action figures are still in the bubble packs and all of the uh, vehicles are still in the boxes. Like, no, he's going for a 100% mint condition complete collection of the G.I. Joe from the 80s. Like, I mean, hey, more power to him, man. I mean, you spend your money however you want. Until really he starts but... getting
0: into shit like uh, the battleship battleship, and isn't that going to uh, – that's divorce-level shit buying. Right. You know that one that we loved as kids, it cost $100 back in. It was a giant, giant yeah. battleship, uh, the battleship. Now they don't get that. Even shit in box costs you about $1,000.
2: Yeah, the aircraft carrier. Yeah, that that's the big one. Yeah. Uh that's that's one that he does not have. And but that that's the funny thing though. It's like you said, it's like not only are the big corporations feeding on our nostalgia, but uh there are some savvy I'm saying savvy in a polite way, but what I really mean is assholes. Uh, Who hold go on, on eBay because they. This is. They,
0: wait, hold on. This is my version of it, not his. Scumbag asshole reselling fucks who every time the score or any company re releases something that they got that was worth $1,000, but because they re released it and restocked it, it's now worth 10 cents. I
2: laugh at them. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. No, I just see a lot of people who, uh, you and I have talked about this before, too, like, especially with some of the really limited edition, uh, you know, I collect vinyl, and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of times there'll be like a band that will be like, oh, we're only putting out 500 copies of this 45, and it's going on sale at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, and you go on... To buy one and they're already gone and then you go over to ebay and some dude has all 500 copies like some fucking asshole stayed up all night to screw you over so he could get every copy and sell it to you at three times what he paid you know don't forget like,
0: that stupid ass stunt that the wu-tang clan pulled
2: oh yeah the the single album right the one copy
0: yeah, idiot paid $10,000, then six months later he was busted by the cops for some kind of legal trading shit, and then he had to sell it. And I think he got like 300 bucks for it, and then the guy <laughs> took the album after he bought it from him and put it up online.
2: Yep. Oh, yeah. And the
0: RZA couldn't do anything about it because there was only one copy made, and since he owned a copy of it, he owned the rights to every bit of music on that album. Ha
3: <laughs> ha! Right? <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> the whole world is insane, Stephen. What? Like, well, it's all just nuts. Well, Capitalism push, is a lot of... Yeah,
0: speaking of, yes, The Dr. Seuss Foundation Decided to pull six books His first book And a couple of them That even as a kid I wouldn't have been able to know I mean I know What I saw on Bartholomew Street But the other ones There were three That were, were crap sellers I didn't even know them And one that was an activity book that
2: was out of date. Yeah, but because
0: um, the Dr. Seuss put them, pulled them because of content, it was their choice, not the publishers.
3: People were
2: outraged. Yeah, um, I I feel the same way as you do about this. Um, I, of course, I grew up with Doctor Seuss books when I was growing up, but a lot of these books that they pulled off the shelf I had never even heard of before. Um, so either they oh, were
0: and here's the question to you to go to our other competition you just had two, four or six. How many hours did it take for people had this book those books up for sale on Amazon for a thousand dollars? Two, four,
2: oh. or six hours. Oh, it's got to be two hours.
0: Yeah. Yeah, two hours.
2: Yeah. Nine, the minute nine, that they nine,
0: found nine, out...
2: Oh, God. You know, you know, people are despicable. Like, I don't know. But maybe I look at it from another point of view. Like, you know... uh my wife and I are pretty comfortable financially, so I don't worry so much about money. If I had something that I knew that was that collectible, I would just keep it. <laughs> uh, but that's just me anyway. But, um, yeah. But you know, this is different uh, because it was the Dr. Seuss Foundation themselves. They made the choice to pull, pull the books uh, for reasons that they felt comfortable with. And that's fine. It, it's their prerogative. Um, but I do. This does bring me to a point which I've had a lot of. Uh, I've had a lot of arguments with friends of mine about this. And I've mentioned before, and this isn't a surprise to you, but I'm a far left liberal. I want, you know, but I. There's one thing I do agree with when it comes to the the right uh, conservatives. Um, this cancel culture thing has to stop. We can't just start, we can't just take everything away and pretend that it never happened. You know, like, um, we don't have to, I don't really know how to put it into words. We don't have to necessarily promote it, but we can't raise the next, uh, uh, the next three generations of kids, you know, like, I don't want, I don't want history to be so, quote unquote whitewash that my kids don't know that the, you know, Washington football squad wasn't once known as the Washington Redskins, you know, like, like it's not even that we're, that we're taking things away from everyday culture, but we're, we're, we're making them disappear completely. You know, it's like a science fiction movie. Like, we're not even leaving any trace behind. Fahrenheit
0: 5, you, you mean Fahrenheit 451?
2: Oops. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's ridiculous but yeah, how far we're going.
3: I remember
0: when I was a kid, we would go. No kids. You remember this, too. When we would get comedy albums that you had to either hide from your parents or buy them dis leak discreetly because they had dirty words or scary thoughts. Like yeah uh, right. the, uh, the big ones, uh Richard Pryor, this nigga's crazy, uh George Carlin, class clown, AMFM
2: Right. I mean it, yeah. you know, like I said Uh, Like I said, there's not a lot of stuff that I agree with, but you know, with, when it comes to like conservatives on the right, but um, like, like you just said, like, how far is this going to go? And, and I, I find it very interesting because most everyone that works in my office is a conservative and they're, they're trying to blame the liberals. They're trying to say, oh, Oh the liberals want to cancel Mr. Potato Head. Oh the liberals want to do this. Oh the liberals want to do that. Like no, I think I think there's enough I think there's enough guilt on both sides, but as a liberal, I don't want to cancel anything. I I want everything to stay the way that it was. Okay. I don't give No
0: a one has brought this up and I don't know why. Do you remember what they did to Mr. Potato Head in the 90s? No. They took the pipe out of his set because having Mr. Potato Head with a corn cob pipe encourages
2: smoking. Oh, I thought you were going to say Mr. Potato Head with a corn cob pipe invokes the image of a black slave in the 1800s. <laughs> Because that's the type no, of No, we had to go shit. eat
0: rice, pancakes, or uh, food to uh, get that imagery back then, if you remember. <laughs>
2: uh, Jesus Christ, it's so fucking ridiculous. Like, you know, I- I've seen this
0: meme um, going it's around... I can remember, like, the cultural warriors of the 90s were like, this is a good thing to move forward on getting rid of this type." Encourage tells kids that smoking is bad. Uh, now go pick up your mama I, pack of menthols at the store.
2: I feel so bad because I have some friends who are real, real hardcore, like, social justice warriors, and I respect their opinions, but at the same time, like, I'm never going to be politically correct. You know, I know what I feel in my heart, I know what I think, but at the same time, I'm going to say whatever I want to say. I'm not racist, I'm not sexist, I'm never going to say racist and sexist things in a serious capacity, but, you know, like, I have friends who are like, oh, you can't even joke about race, man, That's, that's, that's just off limits. Nothing is off limits when
0: it comes to making a joke. I want to quote a George Carlin joke here. He's like, yeah, you say to yourself and your wife, who's saying the word is nigger and isn't bad? Okay, go up to the black part of town and scream out, nigger, and see what happens. Go ahead. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah <laughs> yeah, you would learn repercussions real quick.
2: <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. Like, you know, it's like if if I'm making a joke, you know, at my at my house, you know, I mean, I I make off-color jokes around here all the time, but you know, that's just it. They're jokes, you know. That's what being a comedian is all about, you know. I'm not gonna i I'm not gonna say an N word on stage, you know. I might toss it around in my house as a like a touch point as a joke, but you know, just for fun. And to be fair Yeah, no, it's uh, like a
0: Criterion. They have a series of Black Westerns this month. We just got some damn good ones which you should watch. They have ones like uh, uh Thomasina and Bushrod, The Learning Tree, uh uh Bucking the Preacher. You know, oh. some of the good stuff from back in the 70s. And one yeah. title that cracked me up, The Legend of Black Charlie.
2: You've never heard of that oh. movie, have you?
0: The Legend of Black
2: Charlie. I ha- not only have I heard of it, I've seen it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just imagine um. someone that goes into that movie see, not knowing that the real child of it, title of it is The Legend of Nigger Charlie. The going to get pride, <laughs> You know?
3: <laughs>
0: they're going to be like, <laughs> uh, I mean, the collection uh, has a warning. Some of these movies may use racially insensitive words in an angry and hateful fashion. I'm like, you're understating it with that one.
2: right now see that's something that i don't mind that's something that i don't mind so much if they want if if all these different media outlets want to put a warning in front of a show or or you know a a movie and just say hey you there's some things you might find offensive in this i mean even if you just put a movie on netflix right now and it's a rated r film it's going to come. Right after the boom, boom, like, Netflix thing, it's going to say the following film is rated R due to language, drug use, nudity, you know? Okay, fine. Just w- – can't we just add, like, uh, potential racial slurs or something, you know, instead of just Well, you
0: what is the Django Unchain Unchained on cable. They have before that, Andy Hapel, a strong racial epitaph.
2: Right. Yeah. So I would I would much prefer that to, you know, and this is a an argument that I have like I said with a lot of my other liberal friends where they say no even even a a joke that's racially charged but not racist uh in the privacy of your own home still contributes to racism. Well, I don't feel that is the case. I, and you know, I I can't necessarily argue my side of the of the thing except for the fact that I'm not racist. So, and you know, I would never even if I was in a confrontation even if I was in a confrontation with someone of another race, I would not use a racial epithet to uh epithet epithet epithet. Uh, <laughs> I would not say It's like when Lenny question. Bruce, Len, yeah,
0: all these people are like, oh, you can't say these words. Imagine telling that to Lenny Bruce. He said the first time he went to court he was confused because they were accusing him of using the F word. He's like, uh, what word do you mean, Your Honor? What do you mean? There's like over 500 words that start with F. You know <laughs> the F word. no.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean Yeah.
3: yeah. But yeah, actually I mean,
0: every time I think about that and they're like, We need to ban this guy for saying that or, or, or what they say or what they do, I'm thinking Yeah. Don't you know about how bad they crucified Lenny Bruce? Gina Carano, you ain't shit next to the way they did Lenny Bruce. All you whiny, dit Republicans who complain about, they're driving me out of work. Fuck you. You're not. You're not getting as bad as Lenny Bruce did.
2: I actually just bought uh, a, a a vinyl copy of the Trials of Lenny Bruce, and it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. It actually it it actually is like trans like like back when they were, uh, I don't know what they do in court now. I know they don't let cameras in there anymore, but particular album is just audio of his, of his court cases. And it's really interesting to listen to, uh, just like you said, uh, you know, that's just one example of a lot of the crazy stuff that he argues with the judge. And, um, you always feel bad. Like, I don't know if you've seen that, um, that newest, uh, Aaron Sorkin movie, the trial of the Chicago seven. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's so intriguing to see something intriguing and infuriating to see a film where, uh, you know, the, the defendants are smarter than the judge, you know, like, Uh, Well, what about that
0: that, uh, story about... What about that new Billie Holiday movie that's out? It's not a good one, but the story is good. It's about how the FBI persecuted Billie Holiday for singing the song Strange Fruit. And if you don't know it, Strange Fruit is her singing the song about black men being lynched down south. And the strange fruit hanging from the trees is black lynched men. But the FBI didn't yeah. want to say that. They well, it might incite people to be angry.
2: Of course it will. <laughs> yeah. Well, people should be angry. How about that?
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's such a thing as righteous anger. We've lost that nowadays. We don't know how to be righteously angry.
2: Well, I mean, come on, Stephen. If someone doesn't definitively define which gender Potato Head is, then we've truly lost our way.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, really, it's just hilarious. But, like,
2: there's
0: got to be a Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. Why? Because there has (laughs) to be. Why? Because you're canceling out male culture. No. No, (laughs) How is and then you ask them something simple like, "Well, how is it canceling male culture? You wouldn't understand you're a liberal you're a, <sighs> you wouldn't understand you're a deaf
1: what
3: <laughs>
2: yeah i was I was talking to this woman that I work with the other day, and uh and apropos of nothing, she came up with some weird started some weird conversation with me. This is one of those, I ran into her in the hallway situation. Like, I wasn't in her office. She wasn't in my office. It was just a random encounter in the hallway. And she started talking to me about uh, transgender restrooms. And she was just flying off the handle. Well, I don't want some guy going into the ladies' room and touching my daughter. And I'm just like, all right, this, there's so much Jesus to on there. You not to
0: a concert back in the 70s, had that, wouldn't you say? Yeah,
3: yeah right?
0: Or the <laughs> 80s, when <laughs> the men, was it the women's room or the men's room? I forget, I'm old. was so crowded that, no, it was the women's room. It was so packed that the women would just say, fuck you, I got to piss. You motherfuckers better not look at me. And then, boom, they went pissed, They got out.
3: <laughs> right? And nobody touched yeah.
0: them?
2: I mean, nobody touched I'm not them. saying,
0: like, oh shit, if we don't hurry up, we're going to miss the show.
1: <laughs> right?
2: I mean, I'm not saying that there's, there was never an instance of any woman being touched inappropriately in a men's room in the 1980s at a concert, but I'm just saying it wasn't as prevalent as uh, these freaks that are all worked up about. Transgender people are worried about Today like yeah. You know. I
3: mean
0: I would love for Someone to bring up Transgender Molesting a man a woman Or a girl in a bathroom One
2: I think What it really boils down to is Like uh, A psychological Disconnect like You don't understand that uh, I mean, you do, but uh, these people don't understand that if you're, if you are, if you, if you do identify as a female and you're going into the ladies room, you're not going to, you know, force yourself on some little girl because in, in your, you know, in your identity, you see yourself as a woman. So you, you are, you know, you're an ally. You're not going in there as a predator, and I don't understand where this whole mindset came from. Where
0: well, it uh, comes like from the tr- safety films of the fifties? Have you ever? Well, you've probably heard and seen a boy beware. Actually, did a lot yeah. of your show just to fuck Carl up? Yeah, that was a short safety film, boys and girls who are listening, the young ones. That said, all homosexuals do is prey on little boys.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, did, I think, um, well, I can't remember. It's been so many years since we started working together, but I think we, I know we wrote an article for the website about uh, like old scare films. And uh,
0: Yeah.
2: I think, I think that might've been one of the ones we talked about in that article. Yeah.
0: And don't forget why, what was one of the biggest rallying causes to get, your favorite kind of smoking material band.
2: Oh, marijuana?
1: If you don't
0: smoke the weed, the blacks and the Mexicans will smoke it and rape the
3: white girl. Yeah. uh, The white girl. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's you know, a, I always uh, say that Well we gotta get rid of this
0: Cause it might cause I have to protect my daughter and wife hmm?
2: Well I do have a confession to make Steven I smoke marijuana And I have sex with a white woman well, oh, it feels last good to week get that you smoked marijuana
0: head. and you drank it and your tea, and you drank it too.
2: Yeah, I've never, I've never tried that. I've tried mushroom tea before, but I've never tried. Well, you said that last tea.
0: week. You actually said, well, "Go back and listen." I'm smoking marijuana and I'm drinking THC. <laughs> Uh, But still, uh, I mean, they always use that, the boogeyman. It's always some kind of boogeyman, and they always got to protect the white. No wonder women are so angry at us men. If you watch the news, white women, or just women, period, are the fragilest, most delicate little things that are nothing but things that us men abuse. And use and just trash all over because we're men. Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, I'm not saying that I've always been the most chivalrous man. Uh, I've done some, uh, things that I regret in my, in the past, but, uh, I can tell you right now, in all honesty, my wife is a much stronger person than I am, uh, she, her, her career allows me to fuck off most of the day working a part-time office job and then goofing off doing stand-up comedy at night and uh, fucking around on podcasts with friends of mine and writing my screenplay, quote-unquote, since I'm, you know, Old enough that this screenplay thing is never gonna fucking happen, but whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I have yeah all I, I have all the respect in the world for women, uh, especially mine, my my uh, my yeah. my woman. Uh, it, she makes my life possible. So uh, yeah. Uh, I, well, the worst
0: ass whipping I've ever seen in my life was back in high school. This one, this girl was pregnant. About two months from having the baby, and she had just come in and and was taking her finals. And then she was walking in her car, and this football jock, big, muscular motherfucker looked at her and said, Hey, fat bitch. You ever seen Wolverine take a motherfucker out in the X Men movies? <laughs> that was real life. I mean,. It was like three minutes later, and I was standing there, friend. I heard, ah, ah, and then they were taking this uh, pregnant woman back to the office, and she was saying, and I go,
3: let me at the
0: motherfucker, I want to fuck him up some more, and she just covered in blood, just cursing yeah. like something out of the exorcist, and he was just cut up, I mean, just shredded up, and um, he was going,
3: I my mama. my Yeah.
0: But they always use pretty... that as an excuse, you know.
3: Uh, we
0: can't let the Mexicans in the country. They'll screw all your women.
3: Yeah.
0: My favorite was back then they say, you know what a Mexican will do? He'll cross a border. Do a whole day's work and molest your daughter on the way home.
2: Well, I don't know. That seems like. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, we do a full day's work, pick up a white woman. <laughs> <Hey>? <laughs> you, think
2: that's they, you, you think that's how they advertise the jobs down in Mexico? Hey, man. Come up to America for the afternoon. All we need is uh, an eight-hour day, and then you can bring a white woman home with
1: you. Yeah, I mean,
2: just, I mean, just they use that as an insult,
0: and then you see white like, people. Oh my God! What? And it's always, I love it when it's the people who won't work the jobs that the people that they look down on do but then they get pissed off when the people they look down on want the proper compensation for
2: it. Oh, man. I had this... I got into this argument with a guy that I work with the other day. Again, like I mentioned earlier in the show, I'm like one of two liberals at my at my office building, and uh, one of the guys was bitching about... Um, oh, you know, Mexicans just want to come over here and steal our jobs. And I was like, what, what jobs, man? What jobs do the Mexicans steal that you would do? Do you want to go do, uh, you know, 18 hours of yard work for rich people so you can go sleep in a hotel room with four other people? Oh, I, I would do it. I'd do it. I'd fucking do it if it keeps them out of our country. I'm like, bullshit, dude. You... You sit at your desk all day playing yeah. friggin'
0: Minecraft. And how come and... last year when the Mexicans didn't come over here, we had a vegetable and fruit shortage because motherfuckers would not pick because farmers couldn't get anybody to pick the, the food.
2: Yep, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we
0: don't have no jobs. I'm out of jobs because of COVID. Well, these farmers need your ass to go pick the strawberries, pick up the lettuce, pick up the potatoes. That's the me, for me. Yeah, you're right. Nothing up.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens up here uh, uh, this year because uh, Maine relies on a lot of uh, – you know, immigrant workers to come uh, harvest the blueberries. You know, we're we're a we mm-hmm. have a huge blueberry harvest up here, and it's it's usually people that come up from Mexico. They're not illegal immigrants; they they come in legally. But um, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, you know, like you said, we've already had a shortage of some fruits and vegetables this year, and if this uh, if the virus uh, continues to spread uh, thanks Texas uh, then we oh, might not God. be able I to I feel
0: sorry I feel sorry for Texas I mean their governor is like we can do this fuck that virus fuck everything but I'm getting my COVID shot today
2: yeah well the the question that Abby and I were discussing today is okay So they're opening everything in Texas 100%, and you don't have to wear a mask anymore. My question is, are they opening air travel so all of these people are just going to be able to go wherever they want to go, right? So you can... Yeah,
0: except for the places that won't allow them in.
2: Hopefully that's the other 49 states, because that is ridiculous. Like... Come on, guys. We're so close. If everything in the in the real news media, you know, <clears throat> and I I don't say that to to uh to disavow Trump's claims. There is fake news. The only problem is he's on the wrong side of it. Uh, the fake news comes from his bullshit uh, cohorts over at Fox News and and all those all that nonsense. But. The real yeah. news media. You know, report.
1: I'm
0: so old. And fake. I'm so old that when we, what we call fake news, is when we go out on a date with a woman and come back and lie about how much sex we actually had.
1: <laughs>
3: True story. <laughs> True story. <laughs> uh,
2: but no. Uh, but yeah. It's. It, uh, if it is to be believed, then, uh, you know, the if the real news is telling the real truth, then there should be enough vaccines for everyone who wants it by the end of May. So um, we'll see what happens. be fun. Yeah, I but,
0: mean, yeah, it would be nice. I mean, it's too late. I mean, did you hear uh, the Alamo Draft House, one of the coolest movies he had ever? Basically, the theater that started. The idea of the modern, cool CA movie theater has gone bankrupt and closed its doors forever. The original one in
2: Texas. The was it? I saw that they closed uh, three of the. I saw that they closed three of them, but I didn't know. Uh, I didn't read the article, so the the original one in Texas was one of the ones that closed. Yeah. Oh damn! Yeah, I I saw that they had closed some locations. So so there's no Alamo Draft House anymore at all. All of them are closed.
0: No, well,
2: that sucks. Like You're course. right, man. Alamo, yeah. Go ahead. Alamo Draft House was was cool. That that was that was a cool place, man.
0: It was the blueprint hmm. for what we have become. The kind of what a cool movie house should be. Not an art house theater, just a cool movie house. That means that will be a place like you could go there at 1 o'clock and see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and at 3 o'clock see Mad Max, Fury Road, or something like that, and then at 7 watch an art film, and then at 9 and midnight watch some trashy eighty slashers.
2: Yep. Yeah. Um, we have a cool place like that, uh, up here in Maine. Um, it's in Bar Harbor. It's called real pizza. And it's not like you don't sit in, uh, in chairs, like movie theater chairs, they have tables. So everyone gets a table and, uh, you can get pizza, obviously real pizza, uh, you know, and uh, beers, and sit there and watch a movie. And it always has, like, there's always two movies that you can choose from. One of them is whatever the biggest movie in the country is at the time, and the other one's, like, some off off the, uh, off the mark, off, off brand, uh, what am I trying to say? Just an art film, you know, or an underground film or something. So, yeah. uh, and mean? we have another cool...
0: That's what my- that's why I've seen most mistakes. Guys who look like Art house or cool movie theaters do need your Evil day 2s or movies like that that's going to guarantee you your money. Yeah. That way, once you get guaranteed money in, then you can do the
2: weird shit. It's weird to me that um, <clears throat> it's weird to me that the Alamo Draft House in Texas went out of business. Though I was, I, I thought um, Robert Rodriguez uh, owned at least part of that. I might be mistaken.
0: Yeah, but don't forget uh, he lost a lot. of – He lost his ass time uh, with that L.A. channel stuff. L.A. channel thing that never
2: caught on. Yeah. Right. Because I know
0: Tarantino owns the cool new pepper. Yeah, right? that's one theater. And uh, 99.99% of the prints that are shown by Tarantino in his theater are his prints. That way he yeah. has pretty much no overhead. Right, right. Yeah, that you makes
2: sense. I mean? That makes sense, yep. Yeah. Yeah, and he lives right up the hill from the theater, so he just drives down with the prince and drops him off and hangs out.
0: I've heard, heard make his money, he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go make my money." I'm like, oh, I know! I'll show Kill Bill the complete cut, or the roadshow cut of the uh, Hateful Eight.
2: Yep. That's got to be – that has, has to be crazy. Um, you know, there are so many filmmakers who don't own the rights to their own properties. And I think, you know, as much as we can malign uh, Harvey Weinstein now for all of his sexual misconduct and the fact that he's always been kind of a scumbag, you got to give him credit for one thing. He invested a lot of time and money into both Kevin Smith and Quentin Tarantino to the point where those guys own the rights to the majority of their films. And they have access to things like that, you know, where you can get an actual film print of one of your, one of your movies. Um, I, I think that, I think that's kind of neat. Uh, and I think it shows, I think it shows more initiative on the part of Quentin Tarantino and Kevin Smith. I think the Weinstein brothers really just cared about buying up as much property as they could and distributing it to make as much money as they could. And then marketing it mm-hmm. to win as many awards as they could. But, you know, don't think it shows some, some form of character that, that, Tarantino and Smith were able to walk away with as much of what they did for the wine scenes with as they did, you know. So
0: Well, it wasn't until he really started getting shooting big movies like uh Inglorious Bastards. He basically shot the movie
3: in then so. Yeah. But but yeah he knew
0: I mean, you see so many of these crazy guys do it nowadays. Like a guy that we had on last week. He was a great guy. But it's true. You either sell your move yourself or the fans are going to fuck you. Well, I'm going to put it on touring. And then if you try to get a distribution to any streaming service, they will definitely fuck
2: you. Yeah, yeah. At this point, I think um, you know they always talk about uh, real estate. They talk about a buyer's market and a seller's market, and I think a big problem with uh, filmmaking nowadays is that everyone has, you know, if, if you have the desire to make a film, you can do it. I mean, I I've never made a movie that was longer than 11 minutes long, but, you know, I have hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of filmmaking equipment. Um, I have, you know, same thing with my music. I have thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of music equipment. I have a studio. I could, I could make a movie and score it by myself. I could do all of that. In an afternoon without spending any more money than I've already spent on all the equipment that I have, but then if I really wanted to get it out there on the uh, festival circuit or try to actually get it into theaters if I made a full-length feature, um, yeah, you still need a distributor. Yeah. and Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, the
0: festival circuit really coming into its own before COVID said, no, nah, we're going to shut that shit down.
2: Yeah, right? Yeah. Speaking of the festival circuit, I saw that you mentioned earlier on uh, online that the Knoxville Film Festival is coming up. Are they doing that uh, as a regular uh, That's festival That's in October, this
3: year? but there have been three. Yeah, here we go.
0: Here we go. There have been three people that I've watched all short films, talked to them a lot at the Knoxville Friends of Fest, or are friends of the Film Festival, or as is Joseph and one of the bookers and judges of the Knoxville Film Fest. And her film, the style and the short film, which I have seen is pretty goddamn good, is playing on Arrow now, an exclusive career three months before you can get it on any other VOD and hell's gonna put out a stacked Blu-ray and there's pretty much almost a Blu-ray's worth of extras on it right now. Of it. On there. And then there's second, the Brian Lonato collection, which God. if you like insane, just totally fat shit, what the fuck, crazy comedy shorts that are just sick and disgusting, then watch them. He has uh, The Devil's Asshole, Home, which is about a witch who summons, summons the devil in a bowl of chili.
1: <laughs>
0: Crowhand, all right.
1: he explains
0: itself. You know, Crow Crowhand! You don't speak the just like it. And then there's William. Oh, you will never forget your William. Huh. And William's tricks or treats and BFS girls. Imagine a highly perverted version of the Power Rangers.
2: Huh. All right. I'm
0: intrigued. Tell no me more of the Power Rangers. And Hello. third is Jug Face, which is, if you haven't seen that, and you love world Wicker
3: Man-style horror,
0: oh, it's good. And it also has, like I said, a DVD worth of extras on her. And Chad Crinkle's second film, which I forget the title, well, which is
2: on I, have not, I have not seen any of those films, but uh you make them sound charming and entertaining, so I will have to check them out. Oh,
3: I lost
0: you. I've been waiting to watch about
2: you came back for a second, but then I lost you again yeah
0: I've been waiting to watch the stylist about four or five years now it's the it's a love note to maniac about a girl who is a stylist in a hair salon, but she but she scalps the women. That come in there and takes over their personality and now she gets involved with this other woman who's uh, having her wedding day and wants her to do her hair.
2: Yeah, uh, that's on my that's on my uh, watch list as well. Uh, I I saw the preview for it and I was like, oh, I got to see what this is all about. Yeah, I. It's interesting that you say that though. I I guess I didn't really. Uh, I I guess I didn't really make the connection to Maniac, but now that you say that, it's right in my face. You 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 just put a cream Her pie in my favorite, face on top. My
0: you know, two favorite horror films are Maniac and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I can I can definitely yeah, the see the, the. uh
0: Paranormal is uh, about four or five short films and just face is. Good. Creepy and good
2: Yeah Have you Have you seen any other um, You know We spend a lot of time Talking about like The newest movies That we've seen or we Spend a specific you know, We pick a specific genre um, Since we've Got some time to kill here um, have you seen any movies lately, either new or older, ones that you hadn't seen before that really resonated yeah, with you? Here's what
0: I found but, at a Dollar Tree, and once I say the director's name and the collection of their short films, you're going to be like, you found that in a fucking Dollar Tree, White Trash Central? Yeah. Well, uh, Larry short film. Okay. Dollar Tree. <laughs> I wasn't like,
3: What the fuck? <laughs> uh, uh, I had to get it.
2: Well, yeah. Well, for the people at home that don't know, give them a little bit of info about it.
0: Well, he's done Lebet, immoral women, and immoral tale, the tree of... No, that wasn't him. Uh, He's just done a lot of highly perverse, uh, art house erotica, that he leans more towards the art
2: house than the erotica. Right. Like, I think about that in the same way that I think about... um, well, all right, I, I was going to say, uh, so, In a Glass Cage, like, if you think about a film like In a Glass Cage, um, that, that's, at the heart of it, it's an exploitation film, but it's more like art house exploitation, it's not, it's not like the grindhouse exploitation that we usually talk about, you know what I mean? So
1: um yeah. that's it's what I think about. So when I asked they said, well,
0: what do you think? Is it a glass house art, or exploitation? I just yes. think, right. <laughs> Yeah.
3: Right.
0: Yeah. They don't understand no. that yes, there was there is a subdown where you it can't be both and there's some of those on arrow like uh let's see Zadran grand Buffet. You haven't seen it. It's about five guys who get a bunch of hookers and a whole bunch of food and decide to eat themselves to death.
2: Yep. And I was going to say, but what I was going to say before, but I backed off from because you and I are both on the same page with this because we're so fucking tired of hearing about it, but as disturbing as it is, Solo is more of an art house film than it is an exploitation film. Um, yeah,
0: how bizarre is it that two years ago, you come on the net, you looked at most disturbing what would you see usually in a glass cage, Solo? Nothing! In a glass cage, Solo! Blazing saddle!
3: <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, uh. So I had a couple of movies. Oh.
0: Question Hello? Well
2: hello? I yeah. didn't hear the question. There? I lo- I I'm here.
0: How can how can someone take blazing style? Seriously.
2: Yeah. Well, see, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Obviously. Um, yeah. It, it. It's like. Um, all right. So. The last. Um, the last stand-up comedy show I did. Was a couple weeks ago. And. I made a Hitler joke while I was on stage and it, and everybody laughed. You know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't anti-Semitic or anything like that. It it was just a Hitler joke in general. Uh, I don't have time to go into it here and no one can do us anyway, but anyway. Um, but yeah, I, when I was talking to, uh, Abby about it she was like well you know uh, Mel Brooks did a lot of Hitler jokes and again going back to what you're saying about Blazing Saddles it's like um, yeah this was all satire like I don't understand and this is at least Blazing Saddles got the uh, the, the, the pre credit warning treatment like oh no you might be offended by this but yeah, how can you take that seriously? Like, it, it. This is exactly what I was talking about before. We're coming to this point where, and again, I, I am as far left as you can go. But this cancel culture stuff has to stop. We we need to. We need to recognize the fact that these things happened, and especially in terms of, like Mel Brooks films. Yeah. Nazis, you know, black people.
3: Yeah, the great
2: joke. He was he was trying to level the playing field. He wasn't trying, you know. There's a there's a rule in comedy. You punch up fun yeah. of the things that you think need to be made fun of. You know, you don't make fun of things that are already. Yeah, like uh,
0: that one little bit where in Blazing Saddles during that whole thing where Henry. People together, and he's like, "Do you hate Oh uh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You have gum? Uh, yes. Yeah. Did you bring enough gum for everyone? <laughs>
3: uh,
0: no. Then spill out, spill <laughs>
3: out. I mean, why to kill an edge
0: by making it silly, <laughs> You know, it could have been something
3: horrible, but then, you know. But yeah I hope guess what else comes out on Arrow this month Which
0: I am interested to see If uh, Arrow put this down
2: I'm not familiar Give me the rundown
3: The game's The Reality
2: No
0: him and his father when Joe DeWars He's a little kid?
2: I have never seen it.
0: Yeah. Oh, you gotta see it. Like I said, it's he's done two of them so far. It's the first one of his autobiographical films. This one tells of his uh, uh, childhood in Madrid up to when he leaves uh, Madrid. Well, leave Argentina, Chile, to go to Spain. And the second film, Eternal Poetry, is about him becoming a poet and in starting the panic movement in his 20s.
2: So... So there's three films altogether, or so far there have only been two? So far there have only been two. The third one. But you.
0: It's
2: going to you be when he goes to make
0: so
3: probably El Tobo.
2: No, I, I. Not only have I not seen those films, I was not even aware that they existed. Nope.
0: Yeah, that's coming on uh, Arrow later this month. That's, what, that's the best thing about Arrow. They have that bizarre mix. They have uh, the AFG collection, which is just some extreme pleas from uh, something weird called. And then you go huh. in and they have uh, the William Buffet collection and the Herschel Gordon Lewis collection. And then you turn left and then they have the Convict Prisoner Scorpions.
2: So, hey, uh, anyone out there uh, at Aero Films who is listening to our podcast tonight, just remember how much we pimped out your product and uh, feel free to be a sponsor for next week's
1: show.
3: It's <laughs> yeah. It's one of those people are really dagging in. But if you are
0: fan of just
2: well you look through the film. Don't you agree that this is kind of cool movie that you would program yourself? Oh, you oh yeah. Uh well goes back to what we were talking about before with Alamo Draft House and uh uh you know the new Beverly like yeah this is a yeah Arrow has a really cool collection of art house films, exploitation films, stuff you're not going to find anywhere else. That's for sure. Um, uh, I don't know. I've, I've looked through, I've looked through a lot of other uh, like, even like Synergy and um, you know, other, other websites like that where I've looked through their stuff. Um, and it's just kind of like, yeah, but i've got most of this on d v d already you know or whatever but uh but something weird video I'll never say a bad word about something weird video they they they're they're a beautiful uh beautiful oasis if you want if you wanna spend a little bit of money to watch a bunch of movies from the most amazing history most amazing time in cinematic history then uh yeah subscribe to something weird video, but also yeah, you know Arrow
0: (laughs) yeah, I mean yeah, they have great streaming services, but most of them try to be the same like, I love Shudder but it's really limited itself by calling itself the All Horror Streaming
3: Network
2: yeah I, I And I have to say, like, and I know this, well, I can't say this definitively because I'm the same no matter what. I was going to say, you know, during this pandemic, I've spent so much time inside just watching movies that I already tore through everything that Shudder had to offer. But I probably would have done that even if it was a beautiful summer where we were able to go outside and do whatever we wanted to because, you know, I'm just kind of a fucking... I have a projector
0: and I hook up my Roku so I can do that and go outside. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
2: Yeah, we have a projector too. Yeah, we we do that too. We have a projector so we can uh, watch movies outside or just put it up in the living room and project a huge movie on the wall yeah we have a projector too that's cool
1: yeah, I, I've I didn't seen so i didn't many know
0: movies like they get them on a dvd like the hg Lewis stuff or stuff that were meant to be seen either on a big screen or on a drive-in screen and then you watch them on dvd and they're like well why did I like this stuff well i've mean, <laughs> seen it in its proper way
2: <laughs> right uh, so um i i had, I had a couple of movies that I haven't seen yet that I was gonna ask you about, and just it just just if you've if you've seen them yet um have you seen this movie that I've heard about called yummy? What's it about? I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. But the description says that a couple goes to a shady plastic surgeon and
0: a nightmare
2: ensues. So I don't know. I just. I
0: watched some of that once. I watched, I
3: caught
0: the last 20 or so minutes of it uh, waiting for Joe Bob start on their streaming, streaming channel one night. It's what I would call genericus, zombius comedies.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, it kind of looked like it was a zombie movie to me thing, but so, yeah. Or cannibals. Funny, I didn't I've know. know. I've
0: I... always known that about any exploitation films. If they try to hide what the Subject is about. It's
2: never a good sign. Yeah, right. right. All right. Well, here's another one that I haven't watched yet, but I keep it keeps getting recommended to me. Daniel isn't real. Have you seen that one?
3: Oh fuck yeah, that one's good. It
2: it, it was good. Well, give me a little insight. No spoilers, but just uh, so so give me a
0: little bit about... Here's basically what it's about. Uh, A little boy has an imaginary friend who starts causing trouble for him, so his mother gets him to lock him up. And then he gets to be an adult and really loses his way through life, so he goes back and finds his imaginary failing friend again, Daniel.
2: And then we find out whether or not Daniel is real. <laughs>
0: um, oh, no, uh, no, 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 no. It, it, it doesn't go where you think it is. Well, it goes
3: into Chromperian territory rather than,
0: you know, cross. it's like, God if I was going to do the Synergy line, it'd be like, what if this Fred was directed by
3: David Cronenberg? Uh huh. All
2: right. Well, I guess I'll watch it.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's right, you... one of the best I've seen in the festival. seen it to Not Your Horror Fest. Yeah. My
2: jaw was
0: dropping. I'm like, damn, that is good.
2: Sweet. All right. Now, here's one that I'm really curious about, and I hope that you've seen it, because I'm going to watch it no matter what, but Mm -hmm. I don't know anyone who's seen it. Have you heard of this movie, Patchwork? Mm, No. So, all I've read about it is two girls wake up after a night of partying sewn together
1: and they have
2: to spend the day trying to figure out how this happened. Um, that should be a
0: short movie. I know what happened. What? We, too much. <laughs> we passed out. Some son of a bitch sewed us together. You're right. Yeah. Hey, there's a fucker uh, with thread and needles. Let's kick his ass. Then they go to the hospital in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: That, the movie is 17 minutes long. <laughs> uh, so. The, other, ones, uh,
0: the other, other little ones I'd recommend of Shutter is, uh, well, dogs don't
3: wear pants.
1: Yeah.
2: Yep. Uh I, think I, that?
3: I, 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 I watched
2: that Yep, yep. You're like yeah.
0: Why is this on the Kiki Porno channel And, and why is this on the horror network <laughs> <laughs> Yeah No uh in plus heart Which would be the great double feature We're cruising Right uh. But this is where the
2: adventure the film goes.
0: Because I couldn't see a normal guy, a normal person who be like, Ooh, I love Scream. Oh, I love the shutter stuff, the normal stuff. The soft movies. Let's watch Dogs Don't Wear Pants. What the hell? <laughs> Uh, Yeah uh, All those poor little Mommies and daughters Who loved Hairspray And then went out and rented Pete Flamingo And made it to singing apple (laughs)
3: Uh.
2: (laughs) Yeah I've told you this many times before But uh, Abby doesn't really care for horror movies So I usually watch them when she's at work, but sometimes she comes home from work early. And, uh, yeah, she walked in on me watching uh, Dogs Don't Wear Pants, and she just walked in to my office, saw what I was watching on my computer, and was like, "Uh uh-huh, and turned around and walked out. (laughs) Oh, was you Yeah, you watch porn. Yeah, no. I mean, it's not like she doesn't know about my sexual proclivities. We've been married for 12 years, but, you know, she just didn't expect to. Uh, but, like you said, yeah, I wasn't watching porn. I was watching a movie that has kind of a porn-laced base, but it wasn't a porno movie, yeah, you know. What
0: it's I about mean, is about this guy whose wife died and he has no control over his life? So one night he accidentally runs into a dominatrix and finds out that by becoming the submissive and becoming dominatrix, he has control over his life again.
2: I would say that is an uh, accurate description, yeah. <clears throat> but
0: later in the month you do need to see dance reality. God, that one is good very big fan of Joe DeWars you want to know about well we're just curious about him as a man period so this is his autobiographical tale
2: I'll definitely have to check it out um, another movie that I watched this week that I thought was really cool uh, was The Platform have you seen that
0: film. Yeah,
2: that
3: was good. That was confusing as hell, but it's
2: good. It reminded me a lot of... um, There were a lot of films that it brought to mind. Uh, High Rise, Snowpiercer, Mayhem, The Belko Experiment. Um, It seems to be a very familiar trope that's... um, that that we've been getting from films Uh, lately.
1: Yeah.
3: You know except
0: that's uh platform plays the smartest card it can do is it doesn't say what's going on. I've seen too many movies like that Cube. They tried new Cube. But they got to have that explanation. Why is this happening? If the situation's fucked up enough, you people don't care. All you care about is the guy that you're stuck with is getting out. Or they may <laughs> be like you You, the viewer, getting out. If you feel like you're getting out at the end of the movie, they've done their job
3: right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Criminy. What what movie did I watch the other day? Um, uh, Haunt. I watched this movie called Haunt. I don't know if you've seen that, but.
3: Uh, is that
0: the one with the, them getting stuck in a haunted house attraction with uh, the mass, the mask, yeah, yeah,
2: uh, the yeah, uh, yeah, yes, yes, that is the film. Um, they go to one yeah. of those extreme haunted houses, but. I mean, this, this movie was so easy to write, anyone could have done it. But, yeah, uh, they go to one of those yeah, extreme but haunted hit houses. once you the
0: 20-minute mark, once you get past all the getting-to-know-you shit, and they get down the class text and they're stuck in-house, it's pretty damn good. Oh, I'm
2: not saying it's bad. The only thing but that pisses me off is... Took...
0: What? What pisses you
2: uh, off? Oh. The ending? No, the only thing that pisses me off is that every time they had a usable weapon in their hands, they threw it away. Like, you know, the the you know, the, the, the teens that were trying to get out of there, they would have a usable weapon in their hands. They'd use it once and then just toss it. Like, come on, man. I want to walk out of there with a baseball bat, a machete, a hatchet, uh, you know, I don't know, man. I, I I don't know what I would ever do in a situation like that. But I know as many weapons as I could get my hands on I would keep my hands on. <laughs> yeah. Like sort of I mean,
1: it's a good
0: little b movie, but the ending itself is it's what the fuck? How the how the hell is she so helpless in that haunted house? But then you get to your house and she comes like something else of goddamn Rambo, yeah, right uh, yeah i did, i did
2: like, i I liked it though I thought that I thought that was a cool ending, I thought it was a cool ending,
0: you know, it's cool, <laughs> but, but we we yeah. ignore that all the time in 80s action films, especially like the Rambo type ripoffs where it's like okay, they're just here.
3: Yeah. Up, dun, 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 dun. I'm going to take this stick and turn it into 47
2: weapons and kill all these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on, Steven. He did fight in Vietnam. He knows what he's doing. He knows yeah, how to turn I a more stick. The Rambo, when
0: I say Rambo, quote, films, I'm talking more of the ripoffs and
1: stuff. Yeah, yeah right.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like uh Blast Fighter. You ever seen that one?
2: What's it called? Blast Fighter? Yeah. No, I have never seen that movie.
0: Uh it ha it's directed by the guy who directed Demons on Brento Bob and this guy has this like shotgun that shoots like forty different kinds of shells. Well, I mean forty different kinds of shells. One is like a bazooka shell. One is an electric shell that electrocutes you. One is an acid shell.
2: So, wait, can he shoot all three of them at once, or does he have to choose which one that he's going to shoot each time? These are
0: for shotguns. It's like he pushes his button up towards the end. Like, you know, they say that for the big end. It's like the bag, 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 that's in there. All of a sudden he pushes the button and like three barrels go <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Well, I hope the folks at home have gotten a lot of good information tonight about our political views and, uh, some really great films that you should probably check out and some terrible films that you should probably also check out.
0: (laughs) Honestly, my last thing to say, is, if you think that all of this is oppressing you and really putting you down, just look up the history for you. I doubt that. You were tortured so much by Dr. Seuss taking away six books that you're going to die of an overdose because you couldn't get any work, and the cops are going to let the people and the press take naked pictures of you just as a final fuck you to you.
3: Why don't you tell us how you really feel? <laughs> Well,
0: I'd like to see Lenny Bruce come back from the grave and tell them what he thinks of everybody <laughs> in their oppression nowadays. Uh Right? I know.
2: Yeah. I, it's so ridiculous. I, I mean, I understand people who actually are oppressed, feeling oppressed, but, man... I am so sick of listening to white people complain about white people problems
1: and More
0: black people problems, and Mexican people problems. That's, we should do that's
2: something
3: our... about this.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should help. We should help the minorities, but you know, not right now because it's Catalina uh, wine tasting season. Yeah. Uh,
0: we should help those of us who don't have much money. Well, raise the minimum wage waste $15. You mean we'd have to, you mean we wouldn't make as much more money? Yeah, you're taking in the ass a little bit, but then people would be spending more money in your place. You mean I'd money? Yeah, but people would be spending more money in your place and you would end up making more money. No, you just <laughs> have more money. Fuck that. No, we, we, we don't want you to we do that. We don't want to you though the United States is the only country in the world where the minimum wage is below $15. Yeah. And I
3: well, thought we'd love to be as broke as China is.
2: <laughs> but, I mean the minimum wage in China for the kids that make our Nikes is like, what, 10 cents an hour? I don't
3: know.
2: <laughs> uh, That's terrible. Yeah, but uh, that's a terrible.
3: Joke. just
0: like uh, Giuliani.
3: And with
0: that, everybody and- If you think you're an idiot, but you don't say anything, people think you're an idiot. But if you are an idiot, then open it. Everyone's
3: going to know. Listen
2: to everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be safe. Wash your hands. Wear a mask.
1: We'll
3: see you next week. <laughs>